0: Good evening, everybody. And um, how was work today? Good. Okay. <clears throat> today we are in part three of our series, Chair Up, Cheer Up." And we will be looking at how to cheer up when you feel defeated. So. The third D that God is going to take apart today is defeat. How to cheer up when you feel defeated. You know, there are little defeats, quote-unquote, and there are big defeats. And today, with both little defeats and big defeats, God is going to empower us to cheer up in spite of the defeat and overcome the defeat in the mighty name of Jesus. Little defeats, like, you know, you're driving, you've passed Lucky Face One, you've passed the toll gate, you are about to cross that traffic light, and the traffic light is green and you can see it about to change to yellow, and the car in front of you just stops and waits for it to change to yellow and to red. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, a, it's like, it's like the, the light defeated you. I mean, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like, oh, come on, you know, just move, you know, and you could say it's, it's a little defeat, but hey... It's still the feeling of defeat. Praise the name of the Lord. To if you play chess or something or any, any game, board game or, or sports, to or you are just a fan of um, a club that happen to lose, you know, and you you feel deleted defeat. You know, even though some of us make it a big defeat, you know, like, okay, my club just lost this weekend. I've lost appetite for food for the next week. I'm like, really? You need to cheer up. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, and we and, and you, you see our lives are filled with the little defeat. Sometimes we, we encounter the big defeat, the, the marriage is not working. Why did I marry this person? I should have been married by now. We feel defeated. I should have my own children by now. Why did I fail that exam? I should be in the university by now. I should have graduated by now. Why did I get fired? So we... We, we wrestle with the little defeat and the big, the big defeat. I've shared a little defeat, you know, with you, which is tr- my traffic light challenges, <laughs> you know. And and it happens quite often, you know. And you just have to wait and feel you should have beaten the light. But alas, it's gone. Or finish school, what I would consider the feeling of a big defeat. Finish school, that is um, university with a supposedly good grade. (laughs) And you have to sit at home. Month one, two, three. The people that made the, you know, let my people go. They are wearing ties and suits. Month four, month five, month six, seven, eight. And it's like a big defeat. I've had to endure that. And wait, and pray, and knock, and kick, until the door opened. Praise the name of the Lord. So, so the question here is, how, how, how have you experienced the little defeat? How, do you, how have you dealt with it? How do you deal with it? And have you experienced the big defeat, and how have you dealt with it? Who wants to go? Um, little defeat, big defeat. You can put up your hand. This is Tribe. And um, and um, you can share the moments where, you know, we are kind of just vulnerable. Okay, there's a hand there. We are kind of just vulnerable, you know, and just open up and, and share. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
1: Um, when I finished my MBA, I, I went for an interview, and I got... Uh, a job with Guinness. Right. When I wanted to resume, they looked at me and said, "Oh, we want a man, not a woman." Wow. And I had to go back. <laughs> I don't know how I handled it, but I
0: So so, would you would you say that was a little defeat or that was a big feeling big, of a big defeat? <laughs> so it was a feeling of a big defeat. You know, I mean, do they still do that today? That this job is for a man? It doesn't sound right. Praise the Lord. Okay, thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Okay, you just share it. How you've experienced a little defeat or a big defeat. Oh, okay, there's a, there's a hand in that corner. Then we'll take that and we'll go on into our study. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's
1: a very big defeat. Big defeat. Very big. Very big. Okay. (laughs) Um, I had... I went for an interview for an international job. Right. And it was... In fact, they flew us out of Nigeria. Right. To Kenya. And lodged us for three days. Fantastic interview. And then um, I wasn't selected, but I was put on a supplementary list (laughs) that if somebody they had selected drops out. I'll be the next. As God will have it, somebody dropped out. And they called me. Oh, SAP in Germany wants you. I was excited. I said, okay, let me talk to my family and I'll get back to you. And then, that was a Friday. By Monday, they called me. Um, we were sorry. We were taking the, we the offer. I was... Going to say yes <laughs> when they <laughs> called me back. <laughs> when they called me to say they had withdrawn the offer, Aww. I felt so terrible. So Deflated. Yeah, it took some time to get over it. But right. I think I'm over it.
0: <laughs> you think you're over it? <laughs> okay, so we, we all have these um experiences where we we feel um a terrible blow. It it is tough enough to be put on a supplementary list. If somebody doesn't take the offer, then, they, I mean, how did you deal with that? You know, then they finally came to you and, you know, the following day they said, sorry, you are withdrawing the offer. So defeat, if you need to try, we, you should have an outline and we'll fill in the, the, the blanks as we go on today. Defeat is, is, is to, if I have to define it, Basically, it's it's when you have given your all and it's not enough. When you've given your all and it's not enough. It could be be in your marriage, you've given your all. I mean, you, but it's it's not enough. You know? And honestly, people think, oh, if I do my best, my marriage will be fine. Sometimes it's just, it's out of your control. It could be the, the, the child that you've trusted God for to be well-behaved, but you've done your best. It could be your job. It could be the, the, the example we're given. It could be an exam. You, you, you read for the exam. You wrote the exam. You thought you were going to blast it. But the F word was used. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, whether it is a small, F letter rather, small defeat, <laughs> or a big defeat, Jesus has a word for you. Whether it is a small defeat, or a big defeat. In John chapter 15, verse 3, John 16 33, I'm combining um, God's word and and CEV together. The first part is is, is GW and the second part is CEV. It says, in the world you will have trouble. It says, "But, but what? But cheer up. I have defeated the world. In the world, you will have trouble. Things are going to happen. Because the world is broken, things are going to happen. So many things are going to be outside of your control. How your spouse behaves is outside of your control. How your boss behaves is outside of your control. How your mother behaves is outside of your control. You will soon discover that how your children behaves is outside of your control. Things happen. And Jesus is saying that <laughs> you're going to have trouble. He says, but cheer up. Everyone say, cheer up. cheer up. Cheer up. I have overcome the world. I have defeated the world. You will let yourself down standard you will let yourself down you will you will set goals that you will not achieve yet you know and I'm speaking to you from a place of this feeling at the beginning of the year I set a lot of goals The goals that I, it appears that, I I set goals in several areas. But I'm just just talking about three main areas. Spiritual goals, it appears that that was achieved. However, I set a goal, there's a book I'm supposed to write. And I'm looking at December, I am still in chapter 2. I felt defeated. I'm like, I, in my room, um, my bedroom, I have this huge board that I have all those things listed out. So it's confronting me every day. While I was wearing this shirt, I was looking at it. I have that's one goal that I, I let myself down. It's not God's fault that I've not written the book. I felt defeated. There was another goal I had not achieved. I was supposed to. there's, There's a software I wanted to write this year. I started writing the software, but life happened. I'm not done writing the software. I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, ah. So you're going to let yourself down. Not only are you going to let yourself down, people are going to let you down. People are going to let you down. People are going to let you down. Let you down. Listen. It's just life. People with the best intentions will let you down. But you see, one thing that you need to know wired into you is this, Jesus will not let you down. He can never let you down. So, you you may say that, oh, but, you know, Someone said to me, oh, but I have trusted God for this, I have trusted God for that. I said to the person, listen, listen. They looked unto him. And their faces were radiant. We learned that last week. They were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. God is not about to fail in your case praise the name of the Lord, you are not about to break his record. I settled that in my life years ago, decades maybe ago, that my life, God is not about to fail. So let me get off it. This life is not going to be a failure. So that, that's not an issue. You need to settle it in your own life. Also, praise the name of the Lord. So how do I cheer up when I feel defeated? Jesus has said to me, cheer up. You're going to have challenges. You're going to feel defeated. Cheer up. Pastor, can you give me some practical ways of implementing that scripture in my life? Yes, I will two things how do i cheer up when i feel defeated number 1 don't let defeat define you don't let defeat define you never ever 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 ever, ever let defeat what define you. Never. So, how do I know I'm letting defeat define me? How do I know I'm beginning to let defeat define me? It shows up in how you talk about yourself. How you talk to yourself. Tell us if you let defeat define you. How you talk to yourself under your breath when no one can hear. How you talk to yourself. Tell us Some people say to themselves, you knew you were not going to pass that exam, didn't you? Loser. You know that the relationship is not going to work. Nobody really loves you. Don't you know that? Since you were a child. How you talk to yourself, how you talk to yourself I've seen people cuss themselves out because they're experiencing some tough feeling of defeat. I mean, you know, I, I, I was playing golf someday with some group of, of guys. I, I, I usually don't play with them normally, but that day I was playing with them, and the game was going. I mean, it's a tough game, <laughs> and it was like an eight-foot pot. The guys. Red and green saw the break, he potted the ball, and you know how it is. The ball started off dead straight to the hole. Then started <laughs> turning. And the guy was just saying, Weary, weary, weary. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I thought he was cursing the ball, you know. Then, when the ball moved away from the hole, like an inch away from the well, like three inches away from the hole, then he called his name. Let's say his name is Andrew. Then he said, Andrew Wary. I thought he was cursing the ball. But he was cursing himself. I mean to cost this ball, the ball is, I mean, it's bad enough. But who played the ball? The ball did exactly what you told me to do. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. How you talk to yourself. How you talk to yourself is so important. one of the nastiest things that people say, they actually say to themselves. Some people say that, Pastor, that's the way I motivate myself. Really? Really? When you called yourself a bastard, you felt motivated? Some people call themselves bastards, so you actually felt motivated. They say, oh, that's how I motivate myself. I, I ginger myself up. no, It means you are allowing defeat to define you. How do I know I'm I'm allowing defeat to define me? (laughs) Number two, I, 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 I know I'm allowing defeat to define me when I start to hide from people. Another indication is when you start to hide from people. You don't want to go to house fellowship. Why? You feel, you are are beginning to own the defeat. It's like you feel like you are one with the shame. Everybody's carrying a baby. Ah, let me just stay at home. Then you are owning it. You are allowing defeat to define you. It's going to be Christmas in less than a month. I'm, I'm going to have a cheerful Christmas, a merry Christmas. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. You will have a merry Christmas yeah. in the name of Jesus. People are beginning to be afraid. How is Christmas going to be? You know, Someone sent me a message. My children don't have Christmas clothes yet. I mean, i are worried about Christmas clothes. This is November. I don't I don't have Christmas. My wife doesn't wear Christmas clothes yet. My t- child doesn't have Christmas clothes yet. And nobody's losing sleep. Praise the name of the Lord. But would we have, if it pleases the Lord, <laughs> we will. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you for saying yes. I receive it. <laughs> so, you know, when you need to choose between the Christmas party and the pity party, and you choose the pity party over the Christmas party, you are allowing defeat to define you. There's, there's Christmas party. Your friend has invited you, or your neighbor has invited you, or there's... One going on in your life group or this Christmas carol in church. You you, you say, oh, everybody's going to come with their husbands and they're going to, you know, and I'm not with my husband. I'd rather stay at home. Watch the rich also cry. (laughs) I snuggle with a throw pillow. Don't allow defeat define you. Don't. 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 You know, I may have no idea how you are feeling right now, but you see, I know what God is saying about you right now. Should I tell you what He's saying about you right now? Romans eight thirty-seven. Romans eight thirty-seven. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Through Christ, who loved us, despite all these things, Overwhelming victory. What kind of victory? Despite all the things you may be facing. What kind of victory is yours? Overwhelming victory. And so shall it be. So don't let defeat define you. I'm going to to, to drill down further. How? How? We are going to say we are looking at how to cheer up when you feel defeated. So the first thing is, don't let defeat define you. And we've explained a few things, but we want to drill down deeper. Firstly, you need to be resolved in God's love you and I, we need to be settled in God's love. So, let God's love define you. So, that, that let, we are going to put God's love. Let God's love define you. You are not defined by defeats. You are defined by the love of your Father and your Maker. Let God's love define you. Build your worth on who God says you are. Don't build your worth on your job. Don't build your worth on your bank account. Don't build your worth on how beautiful your wife is. Don't build your worth on your children. Don't build your worth on the car you drive. Build your worth on what? On God's love. On God's love. In Luke one twenty eight, Luke one twenty eight, the Word of God says that the angel went to Mary and said, "Greetings to you, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you." I mean, this was like a peasant girl. In the original, that term, highly favored, is the, is the term used for kings and royalties. When they say highly favored. So if, if, if a man comes and says, oh, highly favored, highly favored, they are hailing. The word favored here is actually limited in the way. They are hailing the one that is loaded, is highly loaded, highly empowered, highly favored. Now, an angel is saying to her, highly favored. I mean, (laughs) how would you feel? How would you feel? If a man is saying that to you, you feel it's, it's, it's flattering you. But an angel says, I've come from the Lord and you are highly favored. I mean, she must have Else, really? But you see, God is saying to you and I, highly favored. Femi, you are highly favored. You are highly favored. You are highly favored. And that is what it is. That's how we should see ourselves. That's how we should see ourselves. Ephesians 1 4. I, I, I love this MSG translation of Ephesians 1 4. It says that. Long before, long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. He had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole, holy, and holy by his love. So so God. Before the foundations of the earth, before the earth was created as focused on you and I, we are the focus of His love. I mean, even if you go home with this scripture and this will be your meditation for the next couple of days, your life will change. It won't matter what people say to you. It would not matter who accepts you or does not accept you. It won't matter really because you will be enameled in God's love. So the truth is that whether you are tall, you are short, you are light, you are dark, you are skinny, you are fat, you are in between, you are rich, You're not so rich right now. You are whatever it is. God loves you. Praise the name of the Lord. And that should be comforting. God loves you. And He does. And I mean, we can stay here for a while and just think about it. God loves me. I've shared it before, jokingly. The way I personalize, I mean, I, own, I kind of just own it. He loves me so much, He named me. God loves me. So that you will never forget that I love you. God loves you. I mean, the problem is that many times, many of us rather, we've had people say horrible things to us. We've had people crush us with their words. We've had people demean us. And you know, it's not so much as in the words that have been said to us. But the problem is that we are beginning to believe the words that were said to us. So we are beginning to define ourselves. And we react and we respond. Based on the lie. It doesn't matter who the person is. It could be your sister, it could be your brother, it could be your father, it could be your mother, it could be whoever. If it doesn't align with God's word, don't accept it. You know, I I read these things about graffiti's. you know, um, the cities that, cities like Rio de Janeiro and there are so many other cities that graffiti's are, it's like like a, a gang issue because, you know, every city there's a graffiti of, you know what graffiti are? Paintings, spray paintings of different shapes and, and all that stuff. So from beautifying the city to each gang has their own kind of, you know, when you enter that city, you, when you see that graffiti, you know the gang in control. So they've developed this oil that they spray on the walls that when they spray those graffities, even if it rains, as little as it rain and wind, it washes it off. <laughs> so the this, this, this city will just come and pour water and wash it off. Before it was a huge problem because they had to scrape up the wall. Those things are like permanent, you know. So they put these oils, so when they spray their stuff overnight... They just pour water on it and and wash it off. That oil for us is God's love. So people want to spray us with many things. Guess what? When we show up in his presence and we read his word, it just washes off. It doesn't stand. It doesn't stand. They said you won't amount to anything. It doesn't stand. It gets washed up. Washed off. So the people that have even said awful things to you, they come and they try and remind you and they say, yeah, sorry. I think, honestly, I really don't remember. Why? Because the love of my father has what? Has washed it off. Washed it off. 2 Corinthians 5.17. TLB says, when someone becomes a Christian, it becomes brand new. How? It becomes a brand new person inside. It's not the same anymore. The old has gone and a new life has begun. That's what God says concerning us. So practically again, you know, To allow God's love define me and not to allow defeat define me. Honestly, again I say, some things are outside of your control. Some things, life happens. But the defeat should not define you. So you need to ask yourself two questions. You need to ask yourself, The first question is this. Who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Am I listening to what God has said about me and what God is saying about me? Or am I listening to what this person has said about me or what this person is saying about me? Who am I listening to? How do you know? When you lie down on your bed at night, what is playing back in your mind? Is it the words of affirmation? You see, God put people in our life to speak words of affirmation into our lives. You know that. It could be a text message, it could be a word, it could be. So, if if it is playing back in your mind, correct. When we read the Word of God, and it's playing back in in my mind, you're like, oh, we read in church today. Pastor said that God, before the foundations of the earth, has focused His love on me. Whoa. And you sleep on that. I don't even know that you have a bad dream. (laughs) That's just the truth. Because God will wrap his hands around you. So, who are you listening to? The second question you need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself. Apart from woman, my listening to is... Who do I look to? Who do I look to? For approval. Who do I look to? Again, Christmas is coming. Some of us are going to see family. Some of us have been craving certain members of our family to affirm us on certain issues. It could be your father, it could be your mom, it could be a brother, it could be a sister, it could be, it could be a cousin. You just want them to, to acknowledge that, that you are successful. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. You just want them to acknowledge that you are somebody in life. So, you do all sorts of things because you, you are going to the village. You, want to, you just want affirmation. That cousin may never agree that you are somebody. Do you know that? Until they go to their grave, they may never agree. So, is that what you will now be living your life for? Does it make sense? It's, it's good that your father affirms you. But for some of us, the reality is that our fathers, will never do it. That's the reality. But guess what? Your heavenly father approves of you and affirms you and loves you. And that should be enough for you. That should be enough for you. It should be enough for you, Really. So God wants you to cheer up. He wants you to cheer up. Don't look to any man for approval. No. Not even to your husband. It's good to get approval from your husband. Again, it's good to get approval from your father. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying some people will never give you. In fact, they will use it as a tool of manipulation. Walk away from it. I'm not saying walk away from your marriage. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't end your life on having a man saying, you are beautiful. Don't end your life. Look in the mirror and hear your Heavenly Father say, you are beautiful. If he says you are beautiful, it is jarah. Now, should he do it? Is that his his calling? Is that his job? Yes. But what if he doesn't? So what are you going to do? Praise the name of the Lord. If I am looking to another person for approval, I'm setting myself up to be miserable. But when I look to God for approval, I am positioning myself to be unstoppable. Because the source of my inspiration and my fire and my motivation and my self-worth and my, and my confidence is not in any man, is in God that does not change He's loved me with an everlasting love. He's not going to wake up in the morning and say, Oh, because you put too much salt in my food yesterday. I'm not going to tell you how beautiful you are today. No. Praise the name of the Lord. So, you need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself. Who do I look to for approval. Write it down. Who do I look to for approval? Be brutal, be brutal with yourself. Don't cover it, cover it, cover it. Up until now, don't say God, don't say God. Up until now, between you and God. Up until now. If it is a man, I want to strike off his name. Strike it off. And put my father Capital letter F. So, for, for, for me to cheer up when I feel defeated, to, to cheer up when you feel defeated, number one, don't let defeat what? Define you. Number two, <clears throat> okay, you are reading the sub- The sub items under number one. (laughs) Number two is choose to let defeat transform you. Choose to let defeat transform you. The truth is, the feeling of defeat is inevitable in life. No matter how brilliant you are, you are going to be defeated. No matter how gifted you are, you are going to feel that feeling. No matter how no matter how. So you need to choose to let defeat transform you. It's inevitable. You know, there's something I I I say, I've tweeted about it a few times, you know, and I've shared it a lot of times in church. I, I say that I used to hate losing. Now I love winning. You know this is big. If you look at it at the surface, you're like, "What is he talking about?" That I can preach a whole series, twelve weeks, with just that. I, I kid you not. But the part I'm going to extract for us is this: I used to hate losing because when I was much younger, teenager and below. I used to kick myself, really kick myself, really bad, for losing video game. Other people would go and eat. I would lose my appetite. <laughs> I know it doesn't happen to you. I know, I know, I know that you you are very, you know, anointed people. I mean, that's that's where I'm coming from. But as I grew, I discovered that. This thing called defeat happens to everybody. The best teams, even in football, the best Which Who is the best team in the world right now? Here comes the debate. How many people will say it's man you? Pa- Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Roland. <laughs> Folks, who say Barcelona, right? Real Madrid? Bayern Munich? Which team is the best team in the world? Oh, come on. (laughs) Did you say, I said what? (laughs) I mean, no disrespect, but I'm talking about football team of men. not Football Academy for boys. I'm joking. Arsenal fans, I love you. Jesus loves you. <laughs> okay? But my point is this. Arguably, maybe Barcelona, maybe Real Madrid, maybe. They get beaten by no-name clubs. Every... So I discovered that this thing called defeat, this feeling, it is normal. Is standard. So I begin to allow it to propel me to prepare. So I get defeated. I used to play chess a lot. I get defeated by some very good chess players. I go back and I replay the game that I played with the person. I replay it from beginning. To the end because I recorded it when I'm playing, so I, I set chessboard again, and every move is move. Why did he move like that? Oh, now I see. I replay everything. Then when we meet again, you know what we have to <laughs> even if we beat i go back and replay. So until I beat him. so I, I began to discover that okay, so so the more I prepare. You know, someone says that, oh, yeah, said to Gary Player, Gary Player is the, the, the world champion. He says to Gary Player that, oh, you're just lucky. He says, yes, I'm very lucky, but I, I've discovered that the more I prepare, the luckier I get. So the more I prepare, the more confident I am to play a game, the more, so the luckier I get. So, yes, do you still. Suffer defeat, of course. But now, <laughs> I suffer defeat, fine, big deal. I look forward to the next winning. I enjoy winning. And if you, if, you, if you stay in a place that you don't want to be defeated, so you don't enter the game, you can never win. Some people, don't want to be defeated, so they don't play. Just like business. Some people don't take risk. They say, ah, this money that I have, let me sit on it devalued, nothing happens. But God is saying to us, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Romans 12 2, But let God transform you into a new person by changing you and changing the way you think. So what is the custom of this world when it comes to Defeat. The custom of this world is to feel embarrassed. God says, don't copy the custom of this world. When you feel defeated, that feeling of defeated, God says, don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't go and hide in a corner. Don't be embarrassed. You know, my grandmother would say, She be a corner, then I was. Behave like a man. <laughs> Shake it off. Don't be embarrassed. That's how, that's how the world responds. God says, don't follow them, don't copy their behavior. The world, when when they are defeated, the average natural human being is embarrassed. They hide. God says, Don't hide. The natural response is to is to rush to a pacifier. We all have pacifiers. Oh yes, I think it's only babies that are pacifiers. <laughs> pacifiers. You know? They are pacifiers. Married couple, when they feel defeated, they use pacifiers as weapons against their spouse. They are pacifiers. Their own way of pacifying their defeat. God says, don't do it. That's what the world does. That's what the world does. It could be silent treatment pacifier. You know what silent treatment is? Your spouse is in the house. You ignore them as if they don't exist. They greet you in the morning. You look through them. God says, don't do it. That is not how champions behave. You have to begin to behave like what? champion. (laughs) So how does God use defeat to transform us? I'm going to give you an equation. How does God use defeat to transform us? And with this equation, I'm going to start with the answer. The answer, (laughs) which is the end result of where God is taking us. This is what it looks like. When God transforms us, this is how we look like. That end result is joy. Is joy. So, something plus something equals joy. God add two things together. And creates joy for us. So, in spite of the fact that, yes, I played the game I did not win. But I am still filled with joy. I mean, that doesn't make sense to the world. When you play the game and you don't win, you should be sad. You should be crying. But I am still filled with joy. Look 2 10. The purpose for which Jesus came. He says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings of what? Of great joy. That's the outcome. That's the outcome. A Christian life that is not filled with joy really needs to go through this process. That is the outcome. Colossians 1.11 Colossians 11 says, we are praying, too, that you will be filled with His might. Mighty, rather, glorious strength, so that you can keep going on no matter what happens. Always full of the joy of the Lord. God says that, that we are praying that you'll be filled with His mighty, glorious strength. So that you can keep going on, no matter what happens. Everybody say, no matter what happens, I will keep going on. No matter what happens. Life is going to throw stuff at you. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. So, God does that by Doing an exchange. Everybody say exchange. He does that by doing an exchange. In Isaiah 61 verse 3, the A part. Isaiah 61 3. He says, he will give beauty for ashes. An exchange in your life. God will give beauty for ashes. In the name of Jesus. He says he will give joy instead of mourning. Everywhere you are mourning or you have mourned, God will bring joy in the name of Jesus. It will bring praise instead of despair. God will exchange despair for praise. You should normally be downcast because of what is happening on the physical. But instead of despair, you are saying, Oluwa etobi, etobi etobi-o, etobi-o. it to et-o-bi, be it to be et-o-bi. cosenita lefi shakawele it to et-o-bi. be cosenita lefi shakawele it to be oh It's an exchange, and when it happens, honestly, folks will look at you and you're like, shouldn't he be disturbed? In fact, you drive the devil crazy because he looks at you, he's expecting you to be despair, and you're like, If, if, if the devil wants you to be despaired, and you're going like this, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Ah, If you know what I'm going through, he rejoices. And your father is like, no, you're a champion. Champions don't go about bending down, crying. I'm bringing an exchange. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm bringing an exchange. Beauty for ashes. Joy in place of mourning. And praise instead of despair. So when we see in 2 Corinthians 5.21, the living Bible, it says, God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange, I would say, exchange, in exchange, He poured God's goodness into us. God's goodness into us. Again, everybody has challenges. So the fact that you have a challenge is not a big deal. You know, Paul puts it this way. He says, the the, the same um, um, uh, trouble that is happening to your other brethren is happening to you. It's common. It's a common affliction. It is not special. But Pastor one is custom made. It is not. It's not. It's very common. So, so when people look at you and what do they see? Do they see someone that God has poured this goodness into? Amen. Or do they see someone that they need to pray for? So in our equation, to bring about joy... God adds something to exchange. Dash plus exchange equals joy. You see, but the truth is that for there to be an exchange, if you read those scriptures well, there has to be a change before there can be an exchange. There has to be a change Mark 1:15. Mark 1:15 says to you and I that Jesus said the right time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Change your hearts and lives and believe the good news. Now, if you read this, you may say, Oh, but I believe the good news. Well, listen, if you need to if you believe the good news, what God is saying to you today is good news, if you believe it, it will show up in your face. But for it to show up in your face, there has to be a change of heart. Your heart is going in one direction. You have to change your heart. So there has to be a change before there can be an exchange. So the change plus the exchange because of joy. I knew you were a mathematician. First the change. So, sometimes we go through the change, but we don't allow the exchange. Sometimes we go through the change, but we, we hold on to our moods. we say to God, "But you know, I am moody." why will he come to me at this time when everyone knows that I am moody? But God is saying, I want to empty you of the mood and fill you with all my goodness. Praise the name of the Lord. So that your lives can be filled with joy. So we need to change and allow the exchange before we can experience the joy. The challenge with some of us is that we, we, we you know, when they say John three sixteen, I know that scripture. For God so loved the words, you know that one? Ah, it's a bit that one. When they say, oh, we are looking at um, um, Revelations 3, 18, it's, ah, I know that one. They say, oh, we are looking at um, um, Exodus 12 12. Ah, I know that one. Is that not the blood? (laughs) The challenge is that we, we, you see, when you are full, nothing can be poured into a filled cup. When you're already full, you you sabi sabi, you sabi everything. So when they want to pour stuff, You are like, I know that. I know that. And they carry their. But you see, God wants us to empty ourselves so that He can fill us with His goodness. I have no doubt that many of us here have changed hearts. I have no doubt. But you see, what I see is that many people have changed art but they are not allowing the exchange. And you need to allow the exchange. The joy is inevitable. I'm not talking about, it's it's not plastic. You know? It's not your cherub face. Yes, we do that just to send in a a message. But you see, it's not, how are you doing no. Joy radiates. It's inevitable. It, it flows. When changes happen and you allow the exchange to happen, the joy just happens. It's just like when you, when you, when you um, mix, um, you know, women know how to mix. What do you mix together to get, um, to get cake? Water and flour and sugar and egg and flavour, and baking powder, so that it will rise. I sabi that one. I that one. That's the problem. Sabi sabi. And then you put it over. Now, when you when you get all the components right, do you begin to fast and pray that the cake will come out? You don't. You don't. It will come out. And if something is wrong, you don't say it's the devil in the village. You say, I did not follow the recipe. You say, oh, I missed this step in the recipe. Listen, life is not by chance. Winning is not an accident. If you put this, and you put this, and you put this, you will get this. If you are not getting this, don't blame God. Don't say, don't say oh, well, God doesn't like my face. Oh, the, 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 the devil in my village is strong. He's not, she, he or she is not strong. It's only as strong as you allow it and you empower it to be. Go back to the equation. (sighs) Uh, Praise the name of the Lord. It says in, in Romans 2, 4, don't you realize that it is God's kindness that is trying to lead you to him and change the way you think. So when we get the components right, the result is inevitable. It is in every field of life. I told you that I write software. When I write software and, 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 I, and there's a bug in the software, I'm not saying that I'm not trying to bind the devil. I look at the code and I debug the code. When we bake cake and you put something there, you are supposed to bake chocolate cake and the thing is tasting like... um, You know that something is wrong with the recipe. The same is true with life. Praise the name of the Lord. Do we have any questions? You can clap for Jesus if you want to. I know it's in your heart. You just need encouragement to do it. Come for let's give, let's give the Lord a big, 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 big clap. Okay, do we have any questions? Anybody, you have a questions, or a question, or questions, or, or comment? Um, raise your hand. Um, We took some questions last week, so we're not going to, just for today's um, teaching, you know, how to cheer up when I feel defeated. If you don't have any questions, I will ask you a question, just to be sure that we are um, on the... On the same page. So, how do I cheer up when I feel defeated? Who that is not looking at his or her notes can tell me the two things, two big picture things. You know, there are other things we are are drilling down, there's a hand there. The two big picture things that I need to do. Yeah. Good evening, church. Good evening.
1: Um, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay. I just want you to reconcile um, some of
0: what you've said to this scripture. Oh, the um, question you have. Okay. Yes. Ecclesiastes 9:11. Okay. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift, or the battle to the strong. Nor does food come to the wise, or wealth to the brilliant, or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. Okay. How does that fit with the? It's a recipe. Something's gone wrong. Check the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very good question. Interestingly, I mean, you know, I don't want to. I did, I did, I dodged it because I didn't want to get into Sunday sermon or teaching. You know, we most likely be going in that direction on Sunday, but so I dodged it. I was listening to a um, radio um, um, program today, and the presenter, you know, yeah, what well, she was really going off on everybody that's always saying um, when something good happens to them, they always say to God be the glory, you know. They minimize in our own words work and, 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 and capacity and, 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 and all the recipes, you know. And, um, and when something bad happens to them, they say oh, it's the devil. So we absorb ourselves of any responsibility. And she kept going more on people saying, to God be the glory, all these pastors, all these preachers, they always say to God be the glory, you know, and they don't encourage people to, to see the value of work and to work, you know. And I, and I thought about what she said. While on the surface, it, it sounded, it sounded um, 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 bright, you know, and we had people calling into the show and they were saying, stuff, you know, so it sounded bright, but you know, I I thought about it and I I said to myself, she's as ignorant as the people she's accusing they are also ignorant if you think that everything is God (laughs) that's ignorance, you know Um, um, but she's also ignorant, she thinks that the God factor is is not a big deal, you know if you understood scriptures, David said, "The uss is prepared for battle, but safety is the Lord's for a Jew preparing the us for battle is a no brainer. The Jews are today at one of the most enterprising people on earth, but every Jew also knows that they can do their part if Jehovah does not bless it, so you will see i mean I've told you guys this story before there was a time i, I mean i, I was um, i think in South Africa there was some guy on the team it was light skinned so I thought it was Caucasian I didn't know it was Jewish now we had like a session like a brainstorming session, and we were supposed to make a presentation to the customer and I was supposed to make representing you know, to the customer. So, so the guy comes to me and shook my hand. And he, he said, We had we had done extensive work. I mean. And he shook my hand and he said, The forces be with you. Now, as a spiritual man, when he shook my hand, I said, I don't know which force you are talking about. <laughs> so I had to, I checked him out immediately. Who is this guy? You know? Which first is he talking about? You know? I discovered that he was a Jew. He wasn't saved. He wasn't born again. He was a Jew. Every Jew knows that. So, so that scripture, I think I've, I've talked on that scripture before, right? That scripture actually is saying bread belongs to the wise. The race belongs to the swift. The battle belongs to the strong. But God needs to bless it. That's what that scripture is saying. So, but we have people that are thinking upside down that they will not study and, and be skillful yet they want bread. Because they want God's blessing. They will not be swift and be nimble, yet they want to win the race. They will not pay the price and be strong, yet they want to win the war. That's where the problem is. Does that make sense? Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. I just want to comment what you said, Pastor. Right. The preaching that talked about the right soil, the right condition, brings the right harvest. Right. That was what you thought that. Okay. And, and that scripture, if you if you read the NIV, it says that the um, the swift don't always the swift don't always win the race. Meaning right. that most times they will win. Absolutely. So with the grace of God in addition, then you absolutely fall. Absolutely. So so <coughs> the. We will ha- there will always be people that don't deserve to win, that will win by chance. There will always be people. But the question is, can they repeat it? Can they repeat it? And life is a marathon. So if, 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 if you get to a place by chance, and you don't have the capacity to sustain it, what happens? So while it is up to God, God is saying, there is a path that is actually also up to us. So where God wants us to be is this. Are we study? I will prepare, I will be strong, I will be skillful. Guess what? I will also get God's favor. Then I become a <laughs> Because God's favor is for me, it's not something that I'm, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just wishing. No, 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 no. I, I am blessed. Blessed is he that blesses me. Curses he that curses me. The favor of God is upon me. I'm not I'm not guessing. But you see, I am not foolish either. Paul says, I labor more than ye all. As anointed as he was, as gifted as he was, he paid the price. So why do we have a generation that think that because you are anointed, you won't work? Or because you are, you are working. It no, 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 no. God has given us the privilege to have everything in focus. Thank you for the question. Since there are no other questions. The commitment part says I thereby commit to these next steps. And I want you to to craft your own next steps. I will give you hints. You could say, I will not be defined by defeat. I commit not to be defined by defeat. Or the feeling of defeat. You could say, I commit and I choose to let defeat or the feelings of defeat transform me Or you could say, from today I will not talk myself down. I will not curse myself, no matter how little. Or you could say, Today I commit not to hide myself because of my challenges. I commit not to not to just go and hide under the bed and eat chocolate. You could say, I commit to basking in God's love. I commit that every night before I sleep, I will read three scriptures about God's love and meditate on them until I fall asleep. You could say, I commit to only listen to God's word and to people that will edify me and build me up. Or you could say, I commit to only look to God for approval and not to any man. I don't know which you want to take or all. But in closing, the scripture we started with, John 16, 33, it says, In the world you will have trouble. It says, but cheer up. I have defeated the world. Let's all read it together. One to go. In the world, you will have trouble. But cheer up. I have defeated the world. Let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads. Some of us, we need to buy this tape. (laughs) It's not tape anymore. We need to get this CD. Or we need to download this message and listen to it. Let's bow down our hearts and let's just talk to God. And listen to it over and over and over and pour our hearts out until the joy begins to flow out. Oh, Kalima Hazita, Zelokoro Mukosha Tala Hayeda, Zikali Babakazi Handi, Telibabakazi Handi, Atabakayede, Indala Layese, Yoma, Yokalita Ze. Yokasi handiyatikatsarata kasi andele vakashindi lihada Oh my father a Oh Lord
1: to to be cuz any time the fish away
0: If you are here, you are like, Pastor, can you pray with me? I want to give my life to Jesus. Or, oh, I have never given my life to Jesus. Or, oh, I used to be with Jesus. I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to triumph over defeat. I have been, I've been defeated, and the feeling of defeat is crushing me. That is me, Pastor. Wherever you are seated, I want to pray with you. Put up your hand now. You don't need to come forward. I'll pray with you wherever you're seated. But put up your hand, put up your hand well over your head. Oh, Father, we thank you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you at the back over there. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. I want to pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we bring these ones before you in the name of Jesus. They're coming to you or coming back to you. We ask that you wrap your hands around them. God bless you, sir. There's a hand right there. God bless you, sir. That you you wrap your hands around them, my father. And you heal them. That you accept them. That you embrace them. That they feel your love. That they feel your life. That they feel your power. And so shall it be. While the music continues in the background, I want to pray with you. You You're like, Pastor, until I walked into this service, I didn't know I have allowed defeat to define me. Now I see. I want to pray with you. Can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. I want to walk away. I want to break it. Break this defeatist identity. I want you to put up your two hands wherever you are seated. I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. Keep the two hands up. God bless you. Keep the two hands up. You are not what happened to you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I join my faith with these, your children, releasing their hands to you. Lord, I break in the name of Jesus this false identity that is attaching itself to us. We break them in the name of Jesus. We are who you say that we are. We are loved by you, Lord. These ones are loved by you. They will feel your love. They will be defined by your love. They will be transformed by your love. Father, we thank you. Lift up these heads, O God of heaven. Lift up these heads. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. Honor and glory be given to you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are friends. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.